Vossie here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio to 1170am in Sydney. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. If you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney and for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time. If you're listening anywhere else across the SEN network, good morning to you. It's James Magnuson this morning filling in for Vossie as he jets off to Las Vegas and I'm joined in studio by Brandy. Morning, Brandy. James, good to see you, mate. Uh, and we will be doing it for the next, uh, well, the entirety of this week. And we're here in the studios together. Um, fantastic to be here, North Sydney, 11.70am. And uh, um, Vossi's on his way, or just about. Do we know which end of the plane Vossi's flying in? Is he a business class man? Is he a first class guy? Well, I, I think I think he's, I think well, they're all business. I think Beautiful. all the Fox crew that are going... All the Fox League crew that are going our business. Uh, Vossi's going to be busy on the plane because he's got to mingle with the uh, the punters that are also on the plane. Is this like prize winners or? Well, I don't I don't know exactly whether they're prize winners, but you could you could book because they were still selling tickets yesterday. Mm. They, they offered you know three and a half thousand dollars return straight to Vegas. So this is a charge. That's really trip. good. Yeah, that's this right, is so. chartered. Yeah, this is this is oh. a special flight, straight to Vegas flight. Not LA. Wow. So Vossie's on that with the rest of the Fox League crew. It's a and, big crew going, isn't it? But it's hunt well, it's I think they're taking they've got to take production crew with them. So NEP is the company that look after the production for Fox the broadcast that Fox put out. Yeah. And NEP are the biggest um, broadcasters in the country. So NEP will take I think there's about fifty going over. That wow. will then work out of the truck to get the games on air. Which is what they do here, but they yep. need they need specialised rugby league people yep. to be in the trucks to be broadcasting the game. I can imagine the cameramen would even need to be fitter than those of the NFL ilk because the NFL cameramen get a couple of minutes rest in between every play, whereas these NRL guys are up and down. You see them on the sideline, one guy running behind with the, the leads, leads, the other guy running with the camera. It's pretty impressive. They're very fit. They are operators. They are so yeah. So all those all those people that are here that broadcast that, that help broadcast the games, uh, cameramen, mm. um, audio, everyone, everyone's heading to the states. So it's so you're not dealing with you're not trying to tell American cameramen mm. what they should be looking for. Yeah, you need you need everyone specific rugby league coverage to get the best out of Vegas. And, uh, that's what they'll do. So. Uh, yeah, Vossi's gone until I think we're doing the show together from he's Vossi's going to join us uh, on next Monday, but he'll be he'll be joining us right throughout the week. Yes. So once he gets there, he'll uh, he'll be doing reports from Vegas for us. Live crosses from the blackjack table for Vossi. Did he say what his game of choice was? He did say, I can't remember, it might have been crabs. I think he said crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, all right, we've got Manly's Jason Saab. He's been on the news over there in America. He's selling the rugby league gospel. Here's what Jason had to say. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, the Super Bowl is coming gone. Now a different sport taking over Allegiant Stadium. The National Rugby League is ready to roll into Las Vegas, of course. Uh, kickoff is coming up this weekend. This is going to be so much fun. And Jason, appreciate you being Jason Sab is here. And Jason, we appreciate you being here. One of the stars of the Sea Eagles. And, Ron, I'm excited about this. The this is going to be a lot seat. of fun. I mean, this is going to be a fun sport out there. <laughs> when you think about what goes on here, no timeouts, no blind. I mean, it's just, it's just a brutal sport. It is, it is. Do these games, are these important games? These games count, don't they? Yep, yep, yep. So these this games. This is like bringing the NFL over to Australia and they would count. These exactly, games are yeah. going to count so here. So they're, they're not exhibition matches. They're not friendlies. They're um, there for two points. You play for two points every game you win. It's um, action packed. It's constant. A um, bit different to NFL with this, like you said, timeouts and all that sort of stuff. It's um, They just keep the action rolling all, all for 80 minutes um, and just play to the whistle. So it's pretty exciting, yeah. You guys yeah. tackle too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We tackle. Yeah, we hit. Yeah, yeah. A little tougher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's no pads. I mean, no, you guys no. don't have pads. Yeah. This no, is easy. No. Well, Jason, good luck. Have fun this weekend in Las Vegas. Not your first time here, but enjoy yourselves. And I, I know the fans are excited about this sport. Hey, and you got Russell Crowe to kind of promote it for you, right? Yeah, yeah. That, uh... Russell Crowe <laughs> versus Hugh Jackman. So, South versus uh, Manly. So, it'll be good. It'll be good. There we go. Jason Saab. Um, it was good to hear him with a couple of American voices. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, I look. I, I don't know, James. But what what is? Uh, and I haven't heard your thoughts on Vegas, on you know, what what the game is hoping to get out of Vegas. Uh, are they doing it right? Do you think the promotion of the games? There was talk in the paper yesterday that they're talking that they might get sixty thousand there. Now we'll we'll cross to David Riccio um, in the second hour and catch up with Dave to see exactly what that whether the ticket sales are going through the roof, but. What are your thoughts on Vegas, on the game going to Vegas? I think it's an exciting prospect, Brandy. It's one of those things. It was like the first time they did Magic Round. It was slowly approaching, and I was thinking, ah, I'm not that excited about it. But then on the eve of Magic Round, I went, geez, I've got a bit of FOMO that I'm not up in Brisbane for Magic Round. The same for Vegas. It's been ticking along. Yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. But it's been a beautiful summer here in Australia. Now we're on the eve of Vegas kickoff. And all I can think about is, geez, I'd love to be in Vegas for this one. I think the big one that I've heard sort of back of house is, so in Australia, every dollar that's spent on um, punting on the NRL, there's a percentage that comes back to the NRL, percentage of revenue and punting. So if they can get some sort of foothold uh, in America with uh, gambling rights, then it's going to be another big revenue stream. Maybe that 50 million in profit that we saw this year bumps up to 60 million next year, bumps up to, you know, we keep the game growing. Um, as far as the game itself, I'm a little bit worried about these fields being six metres narrower and I believe eight metres shorter at the end. I think, look, that's that's two defenders, right? When you space out across a rugby league field, yep. you give yourself, what, sort of a metre and a half two metres between each player, yep. six metres in width is, is going to have a huge impact on the product itself. It is. I, I, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I don't know how much, uh, James. The Olympic Park in Melbourne was, was narrow. So was it? Melbourne Storm's home ground, Olympic Park was narrow. So it and wasn't just a salary cap they were we, cheating. I knew we, there was something going on. We always on had an idea that it, it just didn't look right. And I remember we, we went down to call a game there uh, in the early 2000s yeah. with Warren Smith, who actually took a trundle wheel with him. And he went out onto the field, 
before the game and Melbourne Storm officials were blowing up. <laughs> He's measuring Olympic Park just to make sure of the dimensions. It was narrow, but not, not by much. Okay. Uh, I think it was about 65. So it was a few metres short yep. than what the, the normal field is. Yeah, that, that could have an impact on the game itself. I'd, I'd, Would you say two defenders, six um, metres? Yeah. One and a half. Well, you don't, generally you don't always, like the defensive line doesn't always cover the whole field. No. Like it's, no, yeah, you know, yeah. Your wingers are in. Yeah. You know, if the ball's on the sideline, you might only defend to mm. uh, the far post. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is short and it will, and speaking to the teams that have trained on the, the fields, like South Sydney had a field drawn up that was five, six metres narrower. Right. And Jason, I heard Jason Demetrio speaking and he said, I didn't think it'd make a much difference. It made more difference than I thought. So gotcha. Anyway, well, there's not much we can do about that, is there? No. There's, there's no more room in the stadium to stretch it out any further. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. It does. It makes sense if we can get any more money into the coffers of rugby league. That mm. it makes sense. As far as the players being in Vegas themselves, uh, having spoken to a few of them before they went over, so they had 10 days, I believe, in America. Uh, the fun part of the trip was going to be front-loaded and then they were going to have a full week of preparation for the game. So I think we've actually got through most of the danger zone. They, they have that one night after they finish playing before they go home the next day. So we've really only got about 12 hours left for controversy to arise. But I think they may have, that we may be through the most dangerous heads period. Heads down at the moment. You reckon heads down, ready Heads down. Focused on the game. Heads down. So they've had their, and, and, man, and Anthony Seabold spoke about that before he left and said, or he, and actually I think he was interviewed over there. He said, look, I'm, I'm, we're going to treat our boys as, as adults mm. and we're going to let them, they've got a little bit of free reign early in the camp. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, Go out, have a beer, boys. Enjoy yourselves. Yep. Um, look after each other. And what get could possibly the, go wrong? Get, get back to the <laughs> <laughs> hey, but It's the eve of the rugby league season, Brandy. So I, like most people, have jumped on to well, – I'm just an, an all-year-round KO guy. Love my KO. It's the only way you can watch every year. But I was looking the other day at my – my Telstra bill came through, and I never look at it. I thought this week I'd just – just have a look. I, I don't know why. I don't know what prompted me, but had a look at my Telstra bill. So I used to be Telstra. It was 55 bucks a month for your, your unlimited everything. And then my KO was $15. So unlimited calls, data, as calls, much data, data as text, yep. all that sort of jazz. International calls. Yep. So I was 55 bucks a month. And then Telstra had to deal with KO. So I was 15 bucks for KO for a grand total of $70 a month. Yep. Had a look the other day and I'm at $97 a month. Right. So what's going on here? Inflation. Inf it's a big inflation in, in 12 months. So I had a look at my bill. I've gone up from 55 to 62 for yep. my unlimited bill. And then my KO has gone up from 15 to 35. Now, KO, there's no option of cancelling KO because it's the only way I can watch every game. Mm. So I always stick with that. So I ring up Telstra. Say, hey guys, what's going on? Just noticed that my bill's gone from 70 to $97 uh, a month. What's going on? And they said, oh, well, our deal with KO is, is done because we've released our own streaming service called Fetch, I think it was. So, oh, sweet, you got sport on that? No, no sport on that. Mm. So, all right, well, that's useless to me. 
And uh, what about this uh, 55 to 62? Oh, well, that's inflation type thing. See, everyone, every once inflation's around, once the word yeah. is out that there's inflation, everyone just jumps. Jack's their problem. Well, what's the, the super, like the supermarkets? Like that's Wild, the problem yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So they I'm, say I'm saying to them, 15% in a year inflation is a lot. Salaries certainly haven't imp- in, in, increased 15% in a year. Anyway, so look, if you look at my history, I've been with Telstra 15 years. Yep. What can you do for me? Mm. You know, the, One of the big kickers for you guys, for me staying with you guys, was the fact that I was getting KO for half price. What can you, you, know, what can you do for me? Mm. She said, yes, you know, we, we really appreciate your loyalty. What we can do is we can decrease your plan by $5 a month. So down from 62 to 57. 57. For the next six months, and then it'll go back up. I said, okay. Uh, Putting that in layman's term, are you offering me a $30 discount over the next six months? She goes, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I said, right, okay. After 15 years. years, Logging it out with you blokes. $30 off. $30 $30 off. And all all these other companies use the Telstra network anyway. So I did That's a quick right. comparison and sort of the going rate for non-Telstra but Telstra network for the same plan I'm on is about $40 a month. Mm. So I said, there's a $22 a month difference and you'll offer me $30 over six months back. And she said, yep, that's right. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> but you know what they're banking on? I hung up and I just went, <sighs> can I be bothered Exactly. Cancelling one, signing up to the other. What's the process? Is there some sort of lag where if, if I, you know, one's not activated and the other is, do I have to change my phone number? I just went for 22 bucks a month. Can, and, you know, it's very lazy. It's yeah. very lazy. I'll yeah, admit. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit. I'm probably in, uh, you know, a lucky position where it's, it's not going to completely affect my life. But $30 for 15 years? <laughs> I, I, I know what it's like to be lazy. <laughs> so so I, w- the Fox building now at Artarman has been yes. there for, it must be 12 years because it used to be over near um, the Anzac Bridge. Fox used to be yeah, yep, out, yep. Out of, near the Anzac near Bridge. Near Piermont, yeah. So, and it's a big bunker and, and generally you are, we're downstairs. So for all weekend, yep. you know, we're down downstairs where the studios are and you're deep in the, you know, down a few levels. So mm. service is not good. Yes. And I had Vodafone for so many years and I kept saying, I've got to change to Telstra because Telstra is the one that gets the good reception. Yeah. Took me 10 years. <laughs> I, I finally changed. I finally, I finally did it last year. Yeah, it right. Took me 10 years yeah. to change. Did you keep the same number? I did. Yeah, I kept the same number. This and, was and, the but I, I'm in a different situation. We're, I'm in a six-phone bundle. like Ah, the, boy, whole, the whole family. family are in just and broadband and all that sort of... Well, not broadband. What yeah. are we at now? 5G or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. The so other mine's, thing I realized... too confusing to go through. What happened for me over the last two weeks with all, all the enhanced stuff being in the media and, and, and whatnot again, I realized because I've been working with and for News Corp, I've been working with and for SEN doing a bunch of different media stuff, I realized my phone number now has for some reason become readily available to journalists around the world. And so now my phone was blowing up because it used to be they'd have to contact my manager or contact, I don't know, maybe they'd contact SEN or Swimming Australia or News Corp to get my number. So you're almost out of the loop. You used to be. I used to be two steps removed. Yeah. 
now everyone had direct access to me. So now I'm thinking, do I need to change my number anyway? But anyway, 0457 736 736. If you've had similar issues with your telco or you're trying to change numbers or plans, uh, let us know. Are you getting offered better than $5 a month for the next six months? Uh, massive show today, Brandy. You've got Usman Khawaja coming on ahead of Thursday's test. This is going to be really exciting. Sold out test against New Zealand. If you've got any questions for Uzi, get them in now so we can get to him. 0457736736. We've also got Lee Hadjipentalis from Brighton's Lawyers and Dave Riccio who's live from America. Welcome back to SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. A cloudy day heading for 26 in the city and in the west. And good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will be long. Also cloudy up there today and 31 degrees. No doubt a lot muggier up there as well. So make your way south of the border. Hey, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder, Lee Hatchapentalis from Bryden's Lawyers We'll be on with us later in the show. A reminder about our Club Med Caller of the Year prize. We'll be sending a family of four to Bali, valued at $10,000. To be in the running, just call our open line, one 1170 You could be our Caller of the Week, which then gets you into the draw for our Club Med Caller of the Year. Need to get away? Choose your Club Med premium all-inclusive holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. So give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh text coming in. Morning lads, the NRL should have gone to LA. Thirteen million people in LA, Anaheim area, with plenty of Pacific Islanders, better chance of getting a crowd than in Vegas, which only has seven hundred thousand residents. Is that right? Yeah. Is it have I got the zero? I reckon right? so yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Seven hundred thousand residents, but I'd say at any given time there'd be over a million people in Vegas. Yeah, of course there would be. Yeah. yeah very LA, from all reports, on this steep decline. I went and stayed in Venice Beach. Yep. 2016, after the Olympics. Yep. Did a boys trip over there. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, stay in Venice Beach. It'll be beautiful. We'll get a we'll get an Airbnb right across the road from the beach. Got there, checked into the Airbnb, walked out the back door, which was towards the beach. 30 tents set up basically on our doorstop. People, homeless people living right there on our doorstop. And you look along the Corso at Venice Beach, homeless people everywhere, all along Venice Beach, stretched right up to Santa Monica. Yep. I thought, this isn't what I remember seeing on the brochures for Venice Beach. So, struggling LA. Vegas was no different. Was it? I, I took, I took, we took uh, the boys to, we went to LA, went to Vegas, went to New York. Mm. Um, and like they were five years younger. So they'll be you know, 16, 15, 10, 11. Yep. Um, the homeless people. It it's was, a shock, it isn't was it? It's terrible. Like, and, and, and I'm not saying it's terrible for Like, it's terrible for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, amount, the amount of homeless people mm. l- through LA, as same, we stayed at Santa Monica. Yeah. And walked down to Venice Beach. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not the, it's not the great place that you, you think yeah. it would be. And Va- Vegas shock. was very similar. Like From all reports, uh, San Francisco really struggling with that problem as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very tough. Uh, lads, Manly have come in from 245 to 195 Ooh. for round zero. Cody Walker may be out. Interesting to hear from Dave Riccio, Andrew from Newcastle. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Yeah, we'll get all the good, uh, the good mail from Dave Riccio later in the show. They're my specials for round one, Manly. 
The closer we get, uh, the more bullish I am about Manly's season. Have you? We we nominated our eight yesterday. We we had to do it because Vossi uh, had to do it before he got the state. So he had to he had to throw it out yesterday. All right. He's come kicking and screaming. He didn't want to do it, but were there any surprises in Vossi's eight? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, we will. His eight's been posted, hasn't it? On the yeah, it's been put up on the SEN website. Um, All right. I can't recall it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there mustn't we'll, have been anything too... No, I don't think... There, there was nothing out of the... No. Outrageous. No. Okay. Well, well, we'll do mine later in the show. I've got my top eight. I've got my wooden spooners. I've got my premiers. Uh, my wooden spooners did change after the weekend. So I, I thought... So you get, you're you letting trial form uh, influence your decisions? Only the spoon bowl. Right. What I would call the spoon bowl, which right. was played on the did weekend. they play each other on the they weekend? They played each other on the weekend. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking about the Bulldogs and the Sharks. Sharks were a top eight side last year, so lay off me on the text line. Uh, Kenny said, will it be considered a success if the game is a sellout and it's just Aussies, Kiwis and Poms in attendance? Well, well I, don't think they, I don't think they care who attends, no. really. Does it matter? Money's what, what, money. Isn't it, isn't it more, this, the, whether it's a success or not, won't, be, won't it be more pertinent as to how many people watch it on Fox I'd Sports? I thought so. Absolutely. You know, on their main Fox channel, that will be more important. How My girlfriend eyeballs? actually asked me yesterday, what time is it uh, in Australia? And I looked it up. So it's 1.30 and 4.30 or 3.30 in the afternoon Sunday. Yeah. Good time slot. What time will it be in America? Is that Saturday night? Yes. Saturday US night. time. Yeah. Not sure exactly the time, but yes, that's that's what it is. All right. Remember, you can have your say on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, get up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. 6.30 news up next. That's 5.30 if you're in Brisbane. Then we're straight back after the news with all the big sports headlines of the morning. Stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SCN 1170 AM. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Here are some of the sport Headlines of the morning. Nick Politis has told this morning's newspapers that he'd like to see the NRL introduce two conferences, a Sydney conference and a national conference, once the game is expanded to 18 sides. Also pushing for Perth over PNG as the 18th team. James, I don't know about your thoughts. I know PNG has government backing. There's mm. a lot of money involved. Um, so financially, PNG and politically uh, does seem to be the one. I'm 100% Perth should be the next team. Yeah, me too. I'm 100%. Yeah. And and said it back in day one when they first threw this up that New Guinea was going to be the PNG, the new franchise. Go, go, go to Perth. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. As for the conferences, I think once we get to 20, the conferences would work. You don't I think th- it'll work with 18? Like, well, 9-9. Nine, nine. Like, it's... it's yeah, it's, but then you've still got... There's nine clubs and nine outside clubs. Then you've still got buyers involved in both. So I think from just number yeah, of games yeah, yeah. Um, for broadcasters and the likes, it just doesn't line up as well. Yep. I, I, I don't I, think, based off the numbers and the revenue and the, the way the game's flying, I don't think 20 teams is that far away anyway. But I love the conference system, and this is probably a little bit biased as a fan of a Sydney club. But if they went conference system, 10 teams – Locally for New South Wales, less so Sydney because you might add in Canberra and, and Newcastle, however that looks. Yep. I love it because as a fan of the game, 
I could probably watch my team live every week for the entire season. Jeez, that's exciting. What, what about, yeah, I, I guess it's tough. As a Melbourne conference. fan <laughs> or a, a Brisbane com- fan, yeah, yeah, it's not as good. But No, it's not as good, is it? Uh, I, I, I don't know. The conference would be, the conference system would be a massive shift. It would be. It, like, it's, it's a massive change. It would and be. Do we, do we need that change? Can I throw you one curly one, Brandy? And people poo-pooed this on the weekend when I said it, but just food for thought. Throw it out there. So let's say we buy the Super League. Yep. The NRL buys the Super League. And I, I don't know if that's realistic or not, but it was a story doing the rounds last week. Yeah, I, I saw the story. I, yeah. And I thought, well, you know, it's, I, I don't know how it – what, do we buy the clubs? Surely yeah, not. I'm not or sure. I think so. Itself? So you buy the broad. Basically, do you buy the broadcast rights? Probably, probably. I think IMG, the management company, bought the Super League not that long ago, so they probably won't be that willing to sell. But mm. let's say we buy the Super League yep. and just demote and promote one team from each. So if if you come ninth, well this year, if you come seventeenth yep. in the NRL, yep. boom, shipped off to oh, the Super you? League and Wigan Wigan Warriors. Welcome to Concord. You get the high performance center at Concord for this year. We bring in <laughs> we bring in one Super League team. That is that's that's out there. <laughs> it's out there. That's out there. Food for thought. Yeah. Food for thought, people. Uh, some really sad news, uh, Brandy. The Dolphins have confirmed Tom Gilbert has ruptured his ACL and will miss the entire 2024 season. Massive what blow. A blow after missing last year with a shoulder reconstruction, uh, and so important for the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins, when he left, like when he when he was forced out with injury last year, you could see that the Dolphins missed him enormously. Yeah. Uh, such a good young player, part of the Queensland origin team. Uh, Mike Sivo has been handed a three-match ban for his high shot on AJ Brimson. It, it mm. was pretty brutal. It was pretty bad. Yeah. He needs to bend his back. Yeah. He do, it's, it's happened too many times. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't know how I feel about <sighs> trial matches can't count on your suspension, but you can get suspended in a trial match and it counts for NRL. It's very grey areas as well as the rep, as well as the grey areas around suspensions, but the Eels are paying the price there. In the AFL, the Sydney Swans have suffered a blow on the eve of the season. Luke Parker is undergoing surgery on a broken arm, which occurred during last Thursday's trial match against GWS. He misses a lot of football with injury, Luke Parker, so fans very disappointed about that. Yes. I'm in a Sydney Swans household. So that's Callum Mills and Luke Parker who won't start the season. Big blow, and Sydney fans, uh, Sydney Swans fans are very bullish on their chances this year. They reckon Premiership not that far away. Uh, in cricket, India beat England by five wickets in the fourth test to clinch the five-match series 3-1, chasing 192. India slipped to five for 120, and it did look interesting then, but uh, the Indians... Uh, put on another 72-run stand to guide their side to victory. Um, here's a little bit of the audio. Hartley, round the wicket. It's leg side-ish. Jarrell turns it through square leg. Bairstow will go after it. They turn after taking one. Come back for the second. And India win the fourth test match of the series by five wickets. They go 3-1 up to take the series with one to spare. Yeah, it looked good when England beat India in the first test, but mm. uh, uh, India have gone on to win the next three. Thanks for making the switch to SEN 1170 AM, the home of sport in Sydney. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder that Aussie 
Kawaja will be joining us later in the show. If you have a question for Usman, you can fire them in now on the text line 0457 736 736. That test match getting underway in Wellington on Thursday. Lee Hadji-Pantelis also coming up later in the show. And Dave Riccio from the Rabbitohs training base in San Diego. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. A reminder, if you ring the show, you'll be in with the chance of being our Club Med Caller of the Week. All of our callers of the week go into the draw for a family trip to Bali worth nearly $10,000. Peter of Ashfield has done just that, Brandy. He's called the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Morning, Peter. Yes, good morning, fellas. Uh, what hey, have you got I, for I us this morning? The, mate, you've got to love what the NRL is doing with this whole uh, Vegas trip and you know, the way they're all getting behind it and promoting the game. Uh, my concern is the width of the field, that the width of the field might not showcase our game as well as it, it could be, like with a, uh, a correctly uh, measured yes. field. Mm. And, you know, play, players, players getting on the outside and you see some of those, some of the best tries you see are, are those runs down the side by Addo Carr and Ezra Mann, etc. Mm. And I just worry that the the width of the field will sort of jam the plays in just enough that we don't get that, that fast open game and our game's not um, shown as well as it could be. Yep. Yeah. I, I think everyone it, shares those concerns, Pete, without a doubt. I, I, I do. Um, you know, we don't want we don't want it just to be a defensive... You know. Yeah. I saw Jason Demetrio saying they were going to have to play a much more direct uh, in attack, so maybe more offloads more second-phase play in the middle of the field, mm. which would, for, say, a James Tedesco or a Tom Trebojevic, golden. Yeah. Uh, for a team like the Rabbitohs, it does those sweeping plays out their left-hand side. It, it may not suit them as well. Do you have a dog in the fight, Peter, for those teams over in, in Vegas? Not really. I'm just, uh, I'm just really looking forward to it. Yeah, as, yeah, as we um, all are. Yeah, I'm sort of uh, a bit worried about the Magpies. <laughs> West Magpies after... The first two two games. You probably have you know, a right to be well. worried. <laughs> but don't worry about it. trial form means nothing. Just just put it out of your mind. Um, wait until the real stuff starts. Thanks yeah. for your call, Pete. You're in the running to be our club med caller of the week. So good stuff. Um, Dunny sends a text in. Harry Knuckles going at Melbourne again. Um, I'm here for it. But when did they hurt you, Brandy? Uh, well, I was just talking about the field being narrow. It's just I'm yeah. stating facts. Facts. Like not, yeah, I'm not not picking on anyone, Dunny. Um, problem with the conference, it will mean no Sydney teams can meet in the grand final. Queensland teams as well, for that mm. matter, um, says the beardy Macos. Yeah, so wouldn't have affected 2023 season, but, for example, 2022 season when we had Parramatta and Penrith couldn't eventuate. So in the NFL, they have... The AFC East versus AFC West, which means there's a, there's a grand well, each, final before the grand final to win their conference, yeah. then they meet. So never could the two meet. So you've got two conferences in, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. And, and in each conference, you've got East, West, North, South. So there's, right. there's four divisions in each conference. Now, they they work up to playing the conference final. Mm. So it's so you never get... You never get a, a, a grand a Super Bowl with two from the NFC. Yeah, it's always one from the AFC, one from the NFC. I wonder how often it happens that you don't get the best two teams in the Super Bowl because it would have to happen, right? It'd have to. I, 
I guess so. As far yeah, as our Sydney teams go, it could be the next decade of Penrith in the grand final versus someone. That'd be nice, James. Not for me as a Bulldogs no. fan, Brandy. No. Uh, uh, Danny's back on the text. Did I just hear Brandy say, check the Mexican members? Probably a thousand legit ones. No, you didn't hear me say that, Danny. I did not <laughs> say that about Melbourne. Uh, boys, you can't do PNG because you can't travel there safely. So flying there for a game isn't safe. And Aussie bloke, uh, an Aussie bloke, got kidnapped yesterday. I think he was a pilot. Was he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep the politics out of the game. Put a second team in New Zealand. And then following that, another one in Perth. That's from the Logan Warrior. Did you see the story in, in, the, in the press last week about PNG? Didn't see and, it. And uh, Peter Volandi's lobbying the government to make it, uh, to give players that play in PNG or are part of that team tax-free status. So t- tax-free money. Wow, okay. What sort, of, what sort of spit, you know, so you're the average NRL player earning 400000 You're getting it taxed at 200, yeah, 47% or whatever, yep. yeah. So he's saying you keep it all. It's a big kicker. It is a big kicker. So they're like the, uh, the Monaco of the Asia-Pacific. Well, I think... <laughs> I, I think yeah. I think he's realising that they need something. They need, yeah. they need something to entice players. Like, who wants to go and live? Like, well, honestly, put, put it this way: PNG, wouldn't you? If I if I have an offer for the Roosters uh, at four hundred k and an offer from PNG at six hundred, one I live in Port Moresby, the other one I live at Bondi Beach. You can't live in Port Moresby. They could not live in PNG. They'd have to live. They'd have to live off. Like they're talking North far Queensland. north Queensland, aren't they? But then, is it really PNG? Then you know when they're flying and playing, if you're not basing yourself, I don't like it. What is the big part of what is the big part of of, of being a team? It's tribalism. It's being in Absolutely. that. It's being in that area. Mm. It's it's you know it's engaging with fans, local people, mm. whether it's schools, whether it's ki- like it's 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 taking away what. It is to be a footy team in an area. I agree with if you. If you're not living there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. That'd be my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> time to wake up on a... <laughs> well, it's time to wake one of my sons up. He said, uh, Dad, I'm not going to make... I'm, I'm, Mum's crook. So yeah. Mum's sick, so I'm sort of looking up. And he said, Dad, I need I need to wake up at 6.50 and I'll, I'll sleep through the alarm. I know. <laughs> so I said, look, I'll set my alarm. I'll ring you in the morning. Time for school. Yeah. Which son? Uh, third son. Third son? Yeah, third. third All right. Son. Time Year to 11. wake up. Time to wake up. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, in a moment, Brendy, we're going to take a walk down memory lane. Quite a few rugby league legends celebrating birthdays today, which is the 27th of February. Stay with us. You're on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Welcome back to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Western Sydney Eagle has a question. Brandy, do you still change the third son's nappy? Uh, well, it, it, it would think he, he desperately needed... I'm just the backup because <laughs> Tanya's crook. She's mm. down with... Uh, not COVID, but she's crook. So I, th- I said, look, set your alarm. He said, Dad, just in case I, I need to get up. I said, uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll be the backup. I rang him during the outbreak. He was up. He was up. Just... Just some backup. As one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Play! Got it! What a catch! This 
is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. Here's Eloisi for a place in the World Cup. On Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, on this day. It is the 27th of February 2024 and in 2018, on this day, Barbara Streisand revealed she cloned a dog twice. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Is that news? I didn't know that was possible. So there's literal... She's got three of her dogs. Are you being serious? Okay. Uh, On this day... In 1977, ABBA arrives in Australia for the first time, sparking ABBA mania. Tay-Tay. mania. In your lifetime, have you ever seen anything like this? The Tay-Tay thing? No, because I didn't see the Beatles. Like, I'm not that old. Yeah. I didn't see the Beatles arrive in... I think they arrived in 67, where where it was pretty crazy. Yeah. ABBA was... I think Vossi was in his late 20s when the Beatles were here. <laughs> he was. Um, I, yeah, I, I think Abba was pretty wild. Pretty wild. Back in the 70s. Uh, rugby league legend Jack Gibson was born on this day in 1929. Widely considered one of the greatest coaches in sporting history. He coached Easts, the Eastern, Eastern Suburbs, the Roosters, to the 74-75 premierships, and the Eels to three successive premierships in 81, 82, and 83. Sadly, passed away in 2008. Happy 39th birthday to Manly Seagulls legend Brett Stewart, born on this day in 1985. Uh, also a happy birthday to the former Tiger, Pat Richards. Right foot kick down the ground, into the end goal almost. Hodgson cuts it off. Hodgson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Jensen away. Pat Richards. Pat Richards has scored. A magnificent try. Linked to the field stuff. Oh, that is one of the great grand final tries. One of the most famous tries in rugby league history, that one. Had a great kick on him, Paddy Richards. He did. He was the man that really, he started the, the, the kickoff that was yeah. almost impossible to catch. On this day in 1998, Britney Spears' song began a huge run at the top of the charts. This is the song. Number one in more than 20 countries, including Australia, US, Canada, and right across Europe. All right, if you're listening on SENQ, 693 AM in Brisbane, time now to say goodbye. Patton Hills are around the corner. And if you're on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, plenty more to come, including Usman Khawaja and Lee Hatchbentalis. News now, then we cross to Dave Riccio across in America. Welcome back to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Vossi was probably in the sky as we speak, sitting at the pointy end of the plane. Not quite yet. Not quite yet? No, no. No, take off at 11. Okay. So he's on his... Uh, what time is it? Seven. He'd be, He'd be on his way sipping there. a latte on the way to the airport, mm. getting ready to sit up the pointy end of the plane, yeah. kick the feet back, recline the chair. I, I, and he didn't say which game he's doing. Whether it's, Oh, didn't he? No, I don't, I don't know which, which game he's calling. Which game What's do you think is... Game? Is it South Manly? I think first the first game South Manly, yeah. Is it? Yes. So that's yes. our season Lieutenant opener. Dan's nodding his head. Who I heard on uh, Tradies in a Nutshell this morning. Tradies he, Nuts in a Nutshell. And he just sort of, he posed something. He said, I, I'm not sure if this is happening, but, and he was chatting about the surface at Allegiant Stadium. Mm. And he said, 
Um, I don't know if the teams are having run, a run on the stadium beforehand, like a captain's run, uh, which was, I thought, well, that's an interesting question. I, I don't know the answer to that either. Is it the, is it the um, artificial turf? No, it's not. Oh, it's real turf. It's real turf. That's good. Yeah. I imagine the grass burn on that artificial stuff would be horrendous. You can't play. It's, it's a disaster. And, and there's, there's a few um, synthetic fields around Sydney. Really? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I, I, like there's there's a field at Blacktown that Penrith used their junior league. But it's a home it's a home ground of someone of Yuck. Pat's Blacktown. Yeah. Yes, and oh. they play on it. I, I, I Up in the why. country, we used to have the the fields that have a cricket pitch in the middle, and that was a nightmare. Yeah, but they, would they put dirt over it? No. Just, no. Just no. You, you'd <laughs> yeah. land on the pitch. Land on the pitch. Well, yeah. which is sort of like North Sydney Oval. You'd land on the pitch. Yeah, like no good. Hard. No good. Yeah, I didn't go looking for that tough stuff in the middle of the field in those games. Or ever, really. Um, <laughs> now, uh, have we got a little bit of... Uh, we've got some audio of DCE chatting about his uh, partnership with Luke Brooks. Yes. We might listen to that. And then you're going to release your top eight. I'm going to give my top eight. And I'm bullish on the Seagulls. And I think... This only reconfirms my bullish approach to the Seagulls this year. He's a really good footy player, despite what you know he's been through at the the Tigers. Um, he's really good at footy. He gets footy. Um, he plays to his strengths really well, and I think he's going to complement our side and then hopefully take us to another level this year. There you go. Luke Brooks gets footy. Seagulls airborne this year. Uh, my top eight, Brandy. So. Yep. Uh, I've got Broncos finishing the regular season at the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. I've got the Panthers finishing second, Storm third, Roosters fourth, Rabbitohs fifth, Sea Eagles sixth. So they're a new team in the top eight. Oh, so two of the Rabbitohs. Warriors seventh. Eighth position was a tough one for me. So many teams scrambling for that last position on the top eight. I've got the Eels. Yep. Controversial one, maybe. The, I've got the Cowboys just missing out and the Eels... Uh, sneaking in. The Knights also right thereabouts, but I've gone the Eels. Might be a little bit of New South Wales and Sydney bias. Uh, My premiers this year are the Broncos. I've got a replay of last year's grand final with the Broncos and the Panthers. Mm. And the Broncos, how do I put this nicely? Not dropping their bundle in the last 20 minutes this year with a year's experience under the belt of some of those big name players. I had the spoon bowl being played on the weekend to decide who were going to be my wooden spooners. Have you? Did you change your mind? I did. The weekend's game changed my mind. I've got the West Tigers now getting the spoon. Hopefully they give Benji Marshall another year because I think it would be a travesty if Benji Marshall's coaching career only lasted one season. I think it will last longer than that. They'll give I hope him so. more than a year. I hope and, so. And, and I, hope they, I hope they gave one. I've got and friends I, that are Tigers fans and... They were not excited, but they were they were feeling positive after week one of the trials. And I know we can't read too much into it, but panic station for those guys after this weekend just gone. Someone's got to run last, but they do. You, but you can run last, and you can run last. Like the, how many how many games did the Tigers win last year? Was it I think four? Three, four. Like mm. so, you can run last and still win. I you'd like to see now. I picked the Dragons. Um, I. I watched the trial on the weekend and thought, oh, I'd like to get off the drag. See, I picked it three weeks ago. I picked my eight yep. a, a, a while back. Yeah. Um, but only released it yesterday. If I could change, I, I, I probably would after the weekend. 
because the Dragons look pretty good. Who do you think are the big, biggest challenges to your Panthers this year? Uh, I think I've my my eight was uh, Panthers, Souths, Roosters, top three. Mm. So I I think now again I picked it before Campbell Graham was was ruled out for six months, um, and that's that that will be a blow. That'll be something they have to overcome because they're not flush with outside backs. So, um, Lionel on the text line, Brandy. Oh, Lionel said, uh, Missile, you're a disgrace. No dogs in the eight. Hang your head in shame. I've gone head and not heart for this one because last year I went heart mm-hmm. and I put my Bulldogs in eighth. And but don't you think they're in a better position? Way better. Do you think they're in a better position this year? Way better, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Way better. I know that was a dour affair against the Sharks at Belmore the other night, but. Sharks finished sixth last year, and we only let in two tries against the sixth-place Sharks. Without Nico Hines. Yeah, without Nico Hines. I think we're around 10th. Zane Tedavano was announced yesterday, official, signed with the club. Little bit of depth in those front-row stocks where we're quite light on, but mm. I think 10th. 10th would be a good year for the Bulldogs. Very excited about Stephen Crichton. Uh, he looks like he's taken that leadership role um, in his stride. It was exciting to see him on the field. Every time, he didn't even have to get the ball. He got near the ball and the Bulldogs fans went up for Stephen Crichton. Um, it's going to be an interesting year for him. He's had three very successful years at the Panthers. So yeah. it's interesting to see how he handles life away from Penrith. When asked about his ca- the appointment of, of captain, I, I think it's a good move. I think he's got that personality. Do you like it? Yeah. I do, I do. There's something special about Stephen. Like mm. just, and he oozes class on the footy field. You've, you've, you've seen him coming through from a junior. So the, yep. the reason they're saying that he's playing centre now is because he's had a bit of a hampered pre-season with a, a couple of niggles. Mm. So he still may go to fullback. If you were putting Stephen Crichton somewhere in that Bulldogs lineup, yep. where would you have him? Centre. Centre? Yep. Yep. I, I, I think at the moment I'd play him in centres too. Are you that a Blake Taft mean, fan? Ooh, um, kind of. Yeah. There's, there's, he had a mixed got, night. He had a mixed night, but don't burn him for that. No, but no, I, no, of course I did not. say yesterday that um, I think I think they've got to look seriously at playing the young player. Now, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Joash Papali. Very exciting player. He's a very good player. Yeah. Like, an, uh, I know you can't take what you do in an SG ball competition and transfer it into mm. first grade, but sometimes you can. Yeah. Sometimes there is special players that doesn't matter what, level they are playing at they can reach that level yeah i think i think this boy is one of those players all right now he's not big but uh, he, he reminds me a bit of young Fayolongo from the storm a little bit of benny barber ben barber yeah that's exciting as a bulldogs fan one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line give us a call during the show rooster bugle from maroubra is called through morning rooster yeah good morning what do you got for us rooster I just had a my conference idea. If we went to conferences mm-hmm. in the uh, in the football, um, I think like like how the NFL has it, right? Instead of like two conferences, you just take half of their system. So you just split it into four divisions. You probably need twenty teams of five teams each in each division. Mm-hmm. So you play everyone in your division twice and you play everyone else once. 
And then if you win your division, you automatically go through to the finals. And then you pick four, the four next best for the finals. And then everyone plays in the finals together. You can have anyone make the grand final. And you create rivalries for the people in the divisions that you play twice every year. Okay. So, like you said, Brenny, they go north, south, east, west. Oh, that's what they do in the NFL. In the NFL, yeah. But they've got 32, and they split it into you know, two conferences, four divisions, mm. um, east, west, north, south. Yeah. Um, in each. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they – and they have four teams in each. I in don't – I don't – hate the the idea of Rooster Bugle. It's probably uh, a bit harder geographically in Australia because they'd have to travel. Like, where would you put Melbourne? Do you group them up with Canberra and then maybe Sharks? And some, it's it's a little bit more difficult geographically, Brandy, to group those. Yeah. I, Western Sydney would be easy to group. Well, it would. Yep. Yep. But a bit harder for some of the others. Hey, Rooster Bugle, you're in the running to be our club bed caller of the week. All callers of the week go into the draw for a chance to win a trip to Bali worth nearly 10000 of the best. Welcome back to Breakfast with Brandy and the Missile this morning. Hey, Brandy, we've got Uzi Kawaja. He's coming up in the next half hour. That's very exciting. Uh, any questions for Uzi from our listeners? 0457 736 736. Send them through now. The best ones we'll pick to ask him when he's on air with us. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. Uh, we're going to catch up with Dave Riccio very shortly, but uh, a couple of text messages. The Cough Raider, Coughs Raider, Reedy says, uh, boys, if there was a conference system, it could never be Sydney Conference and out of Sydney. The Sydney teams don't travel and sleep at home every night while everyone else travels all over the country and New Zealand every other week. That wouldn't be fair. Need half Sydney and out of Sydney in each conference so that everyone travels. That's a good point. It's, it, it would become very, um, well, the Sydney-based teams, it would yeah. become very Sydney-orientated, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I know you're in a new conference, but you know what? The more I talk about conferences, the, the more less, I don't like it. The less it. you like it. The yeah. less I like it. Fair enough. The less I like it. But, yeah. I, but then is 20 teams, what do you do with 20 teams? It, do, do you reduce the... Does the season become a 19-game season where you, and that won't happen? For, just so. to the, the point of the cough straighter, my point would be, Vossi, uh, Brandy, it's already not fair because Sydney teams already play each other X amount of times per year and don't have to travel. The Warriors already have to travel international flights every, every second, second weekend. Week. It's, yeah. it's already not fair. Mm. Uh, the Pearl says, uh, Miss Ol, nine sides in each conference won't mean a bye each week because you still play teams from both conferences. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm less across this NFL thing, so I I wasn't sure how the conferences work. So you're saying every, they all play each other anyway. Play everyone in your conference twice, sixteen games, and everyone in other once. So in the other conference once, nine games. So that that 16, gives you twenty five rounds. That gives you 25 no buys, twenty five rounds plus. It's a lot of rounds. Brutal. It's a lot of football. That's brutal. It's too much football, in my opinion. What The reason I like is 20 teams, two 10-team conferences, play each other twice, 20 games. Mm. 20 games plus rep. There you go. All right, time for this. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. David, how's San Diego? Hey, good morning, boys. Yeah, look, San Diego's great. It's, uh, it's, it's all starting to heat up a little bit as far as the preparation is concerned. I'm, I'm based here with South Sydney as far uh, in, in readiness for their Las Vegas 
uh, clash with the Manly Seagulls. Uh, guys, today's it's a bit of a recharge day um, and and reset the um, reset the dial as far as that preparation is concerned. I've just left Coronado Beach. Now it's one of the beaches down here in San Diego. The South Sydney Rabbitohs have just played a little bit of beach volleyball, a little bit of NFL on the beach, just to turn the legs over. And um, they will then crank up the dial tomorrow um, at a serious training session before jumping on a plane to Vegas on Wednesday US time. So, uh, look, it's starting. You can just sense a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, step in the toe as far as, uh, the, the bunnies are concerned. They know the the, the week is here that you know, they've been waiting for effectively since November one preseason. Uh, Dave, what's the word on Cody Walker? We had one of our uh, one of our listeners text in very early this morning and said there's been a, um, a, a big move on Manly in terms of the prices dropped. So uh, they're suggesting that Cody Walker might be out. Yeah, Brandy, look, I don't think that'll be the case. I think Cody Walker will play, uh, providing he gets through the final uh, training sessions that South South do have. They'll have one more here in San Diego, as I said, and then another session in Las Vegas before a light captain's run. Now, if Cody Walker gets through the next two more serious training sessions, he plays. Uh, I suspect he will definitely be named uh, in Jason Demetrio's squad. Uh, everything I've seen so far of Cody Walker indicates that he's playing. And that is, uh, while one step short of actually joining the team preparation, as far as uh, you know, any offensive or defensive training drills, he's been doing a lot of training by himself, but he has absolutely accelerated the loads uh, and the rehab phase of that while he has been here. And as I said, I, I suspect Cody Walker plays, guys. Uh, you're with the Rabbitohs, Dave, but the Roosters, they seem to be having like some sort of luxury holiday. They're at lunch with billionaires. They're Uncle shopping Nick. on Rodeo Drive. Jeez, I tell you what, must be nice. Uh, Nick Politis is coming out, and he's had some comments on the 18th team. Uh, he doesn't want to go to PNG. He wants to go to Perth. He's spoken about this conference system. What do you think? Hey, Miss Earl, just on just as far as the Roosters in LA, do you think I've I've pulled the wrong rein here? Yes, I'm, uh, you're, on, you're with the wrong team. He's based with the Roosters <laughs> in LA. Jim Bulldog doesn't and, deserve and all, it. And all he's doing, <laughs> he's, all he's doing is sending me photos of either you know a lobster Mornay or a, mm. a seafood basket or uh, courtside at the Lakers, courtside at college basketball. Uh, and here I am down in San Diego. Just so I think stay that, grounded, I think Dave. You're a man of the on, you're a man on, of the people. You just stay grounded. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're you're back in yeah, the right I'm here horse. to do a job, Mister. That's right. Here, here to do a job, da- Dave. Just before we look, talk yeah, about look, just, the, yeah. David, just before we talk about the conference system, just before we leave San Diego, what about the size of the ground? And and I said, Jason Demetrio, I heard him speak on about it. Uh, the fact that it is, you know, it's it's narrower, it's shorter. Um, I heard him speak in Australia. He said, well, we, we mapped out a, a ground. And he said, I didn't realise how much difference it, it did make, uh, the amount of ground that we've lost. Yeah. Has there been much talk about and, uh, and, and talk about exactly how they're going to play or whether they'll play much differently because of the, the narrow field? Hey, Brandy, I, I think this will be coming an increasing debate as the week progresses. Once the, 
once the glitz and the glamour dies off as far as teams visiting basketball stadiums and, and, and NBA teams, once all that dies off, I think this will be a major talking point as far as uh, who adjusts best because you, you're spot on. And all four teams, I'm aware, have been training on the restricted-sized uh, fields. And it's definitely shorter in length. Um, the, it, to be fair, guys, this will be the shortest and skinniest field that an NRL premiership game has ever been played on. And a lot of the teams, certainly from what I've been watching with South Sydney and talking to the players, what they're picking up on is that the wingers and centers are quickly running out of room when the ball does go wide. Mm. And so they're being forced to they're being forced to cut back infield much earlier than what they'd like. Now that'll be a that'll be a factor too on whether this becomes a real middle third of the game style of game mm. and uh, this is this is all intents and purposes uh, purposes uh, to be a spectacle for the fans but it really could turn into a, a middle third of a field game where down here at, in San Diego I'm watching Damian Cook one of the best exponents of middle of the field running uh, yeah there there is a suggestion here that he could have a, a major say on the way the Rabbitohs perform kicking game two guys will be an interesting Factor like the the the, the, um, the precision of the short kicking game with skinnier in goals will be a major factor also. So yeah, Brandy, I, as, as you suggested, I think this will become a real big talking point as as we get to the back end of the week and the countdown to kickoff. Three of the four best kickers in the NRL over there, I reckon, Dave. In Cherry Evans, Adam Reynolds, um, and Cody Walker. Short kicking game, so I reckon that's yep. they're, they're the best um, exponents of that short kicking game. Hey, Dave, you're in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, we once did a swimming camp in San Diego, which infamously led to uh, some of the older swimmers taking myself down across the border into Tijuana. Uh, have you you're ventured right. down south of the border yet since you've been there? If, if so, I can I can give you a couple of uh, recommendations for late night establishments. Well, so first of all, I did travel down to the border and just saw, uh, you know, just line after line, car after car attempting to cross the border. So I have every interest in trying to get across, but it sounds hopelessly difficult, to be honest. Uh, and I'm a little bit concerned, will they let me back into the US? That is the big concern. Uh, missile. So, uh, yeah, it's on the to-do list, but I just don't know fucking how to do it. Yeah, well, I think there, once you get to the the actual Border passport crossing. area or whatever, there's different lines for different. So, if you're an international tourist with a passport and things, it was a little bit quicker for us coming back. I remember was a bit of an issue, yep. particularly for some of the other swimmers that yep. had stocked up on um, different things while we while we're across the border. So, some contraband. Contraband. <laughs> <laughs> well, contraband. Well, I thought you were going to say still knocks. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine, Dave. Your words, not mine. <laughs> Boy. Uh, they were good years, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, it was good for a couple of years until it hit the headlines. Uh, we've got to get to the news, Dave, so we've got to let you go. Just quickly on Nick Polite's conference system, uh, 18th team, 19th, 20th. What, what do you think about the conference system? Yeah, yeah. Look, guys, this has been around for a number of years now. Uh, it comes and goes. And, and 
the biggest challenge is going to be getting it through the CBA, the RLPA, as we've, as we've we saw for six months last year and even longer, the, the negotiation phase to to change the competition to potentially add or decrease the length of the season. It is such a challenge. There's more restrictions on training uh, loads for players that we've ever seen. I just think there are so many hurdles as far as red tape and paperwork to get through. It sounds fantastic. You know, a, a, a simple format where teams play each other twice. Um, it sounds fair and reasonable, but guys, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, it is why it has never eventuated to this point in time. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yep. Good stuff, Dave. Enjoy. Keep enjoying San Diego. Uh, uh, we'll talk soon. The Black Stump Hill says, uh, Nudis doing a Mr. Hey. Chow down in Tijuana. He's here for that. <laughs> and uh, McLaren Flat Shark says, Riccio looks too much like a Mexican cartel member. Don't risk it, Dave. Yeah, don't grow a moustache. You'll never get back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Good stuff, David. Thank you, boys. Go well. See you, mate. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Some of the sporting headlines of the morning. Roosters boss Nick Politis would like to see a conference system introduced in the NRL with 18 teams. He wants Perth over the over PNG. Uh, Micah Seville has been handed a three-match ban for his high shot on AJ Brimson over the weekend. Dolphins have confirmed that Tom Gilbert has ruptured his ACL and will miss the 2024 season, which is yeah, makes it breaks your heart. And in the AFL, the Sydney Swans have also suffered a blow on the eve of the season with Luke Parker undergoing surgery on a broken arm. Broke it over the weekend in a, a simulation game or a trial mm. match. Sort of, it's funny how they their their preseason now. It's no longer a competition. It's yeah, they went funky one year with like a what was it AFL X tennis side then they used to have something else i don't know it's hard to keep up with uh time now for nick ashman from sports bet ah we've got the bag first oh we've got the bag Ah, yes we can't we can't leave the bag hanging we've got to go bag pre-nick coast of wa uh g'day bag oh very good morning and thank you for taking my call look i need a bit of help i'll throw myself into a tipping contest again which can cause stress and anxiety as you know what are some of the formulas you blokes use to pick a side no formula just gut feel Really, uh, see who's in. Have a look at the teams on Tuesday. Bag like just and generally that's that's who takes the field. If you're really struggling, just go on your sports bet up and take all the favourites or the home sides or whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, 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 I don't have a formula. I'm just um, seriously just weigh up the teams. If and, it's fifty-fifty, ask your missus, see which uh, colours she likes better. That works often. Well, so yeah. Yeah, bag. No, we're going to be no help to you. <laughs> no help at all. So, tremendous. So, well, yeah, your so, own side's got to be going well to win a tipping contest. So uh, that rules you out, Miss Hall. Yeah, I know. That's that's where I get in trouble sometimes. I tip with my heart, not my head. Well, you ca- it's it's nearly a tipping competition, and everyone's got a team. Mm. It's almost impossible if you're not betting with your head. Yeah. If you're going with your Correct. heart, you, you get hurt. Well, you'd be sweet if you've been tipping well, Penrith the for the last three years. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yep. Tough period there, potentially between '03 and say 2020. Well, but that's right. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of years in between. There's been a lot of tough years at Penrith. There has. Yeah, there has. It's easy to forget that, isn't it? As you know, there's a lot of Panther haters out there now. It's you know, in Australia, we got a bit of tall poppy. A lot of people took a lot of joy out of the, the game on the weekend, but you forget Panthers had a bit of a dry yeah. patch there for a while. 
<laughs> we were nowhere. We were, yeah. going, we were going nowhere. No, we've we've had every club goes through tough periods. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> just just on the uh, on the World Club Challenge. Like yeah. I, I, it's it's all right for me to go. That's the worst video refereeing decision I've ever seen. But mm. I'm I'm aligned to Penrith as a non Penrith person. Just a oh outrageous, uh, outrageous, outrageous. <laughs> I mean, uh, watching that. The last try with uh, Taylor and May mm. was more of a try than the one that got allowed for, for Wigan. Yep. No proof on either. Both were probably no, no tries, but that was... Yeah. Even when they went to the side on view, I said, okay, he's had four cracks at it and he's still short of the line. Try. Okay, go figure. Yep. Anyway, time for this. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. And we've got Nick Ashman on the line. Morning, Nick. Hey, boys. How are you back, Miss Joel? I haven't spoken to you for a couple of weeks. Good to be back, Nick. Hey, Group 1 racing back at Randwick. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit easier to pick now that the, the good horses are back in, in action. Yeah, that's right. We've got the very elegant stakes on Saturday, which is the first year that this race has been run under this name, previously known as the Chipping Norton Stakes. And uh, it's named after her. She obviously passed away recently. Mm. Uh, she won the 2021 Melbourne Cup and she won the Caulfield Cup the year before that amongst a host of other uh, major Group 1 races. And it's her stablemate, Fangirl, who uh, got tongues wagging with her first up victory in the Apollo Stakes a couple of weeks ago. She's the fifty favourite, guys. And if you look at the, the sectional times that this mare's starting to run as she's become an older horse, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she remains unbeaten this autumn and wins everything almost winks-like, if you if you can imagine it, right the way through to the premier state, uh, race of the autumn, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. So Fangirl's a dollar fifty favourite. Thinking over is seven bucks and just fine seven fifty with Buckaroo, the only other runner under uh, uh, under double figure odds at nine dollars. But she should be winning that. But I tell you what, guys, all eyes I reckon will be on the Skyline Stakes. There's a horse. A young colt called Stormboy. He's a dollar thirty in it, and the reason is he's unbeaten now in three starts. And he won the Magic Millions up at uh, the Gold Coast in January. He's running times that we don't see from two-year-olds. He had a trial recently out at Randwick. He ran a faster time than some of the best older sprinters in the country. Mm. Uh, he's just been sold to Coolmore, and providing he wins on Saturday and wins the Golden Slipper. They'll pay the owners of that horse $50 million or around $50 million for Storm Boys. So Jeez. he's expected to go out and obliterate them this weekend and then go on and win the Golden Slipper. And there's a chance he might even then go and do the two-year-old Triple Crown. He's probably the most exciting two-year-old we've seen in probably decades, I'd say. He's an unbelievable hulking presence when you look at him out on the racetrack. And he's something to go and have a look at at Rose Hill if you've got nothing to do this weekend. Beautiful. What's he so, paying? Sorry, What's Storm Boy paying? Storm Boy's a dollar thirty, and Fangirl's a dollar fifty. So quick mathematics tells you you get close to two bucks or even money mm. for the two of them winning. And you know I can't declare anything over the line, but it looks a good bet that one. All right, we're going to have to multi them up there, Nick. Uh, thanks for those tips. Big weekend of racing coming up. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Stay with us. Usman Khawaja coming up. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, got a text message here. Good morning, gents. Why do we have to Americanise everything we do? Uh, just because they do it doesn't make it right. No conferences, says the pinnacle. I'm, uh, that's, that's the way I'm leaning at the moment. And it's also a case of if it ain't broke... 
don't fix it, right? The NRL is flying. Yeah. Those numbers they released on revenue, profits, viewerships. Everything. Flying. Yeah. Flying. Yeah. Do we need to mess with it? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Andrew says uh, there's also two and a half million residents in Vegas. We, we were talking about someone earlier said should have been in California. Mm. Should You know, LA, 13 million people uh, where there's only 700,000 in in Vegas, uh, she's thirteen millions a lot, isn't it, for a city? Yeah. LA, uh, yeah. I'm not a massive LA fan. Not a massive LA fan. It feels very disjointed when you go there. You I'm drive say to. I'm s- not either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Vegas, exciting but dangerous. But I think as a mecca for Australian sporting fans to um, converge on, is, is is a better place yeah. than LA. A, yeah, it's a good place to be going. Yeah, no, no worries with accommodation, no worries with, you know, other entertainment and things to do while you're there. You've got the Sphere, you've got shows, you've got casinos, it's all there. When were you last in Vegas? 2016, same oh, okay. time I was same, in... Same uh, time, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So it's probably changed a bit since then too. Yep, yeah, I, I dare say like so. I went, I went early and then I went a long time later and it, the change was enormous. The only thing oh, I didn't like about LA, it's probably more all around America at the same time. Not being a fuddy-duddy or anything, but they just legalized weed when I was in LA. And everywhere I was walking around Venice Beach and Santa Monica, I was almost getting hot boxes stunk like weed everywhere. Doesn't New York's? Isn't that New York? I'm not sure. No, it, yeah. Well, it is. I think New York. And remember, there was when they were playing the U.S. Open, Flushing Meadow, and one of the one of the players said, "This joint smells like." Marijuana, like <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, even the, like on court. So, like that—that's not a good thing, is it? Yeah, it can't it, be a good thing. No, it can't Walking be. Walking around a city where they're selling marijuana out of uh, Mr. Whippy vans, <laughs> like everyone's sparking up, and the joint stinks. Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I wonder what. Yeah, would it be like that if it was legalized in Australia? I guess so. Yeah, like if you could mm. go for your life. Uh, we're just waiting for Usman Khawaja to join us. We'll hit an early break here and be straight back with Usman. Stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SDN 1170 AM. Uh, we're just talking about how cities smell. Uh, Vegas smells worse than LA with the weed stank, mm. says Chase. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, some Areas. some enthusiasts out there that don't mind the smell. But just to me, it was a bit of a shock where I was like, oof. Jeez, every time I walked out the door, it was hitting me in the face. Mm. Uh, boys, what do you make of Zach Lomax on the wing and Jack Burton? Yeah, what do you make of that, Brandy? I don't, I don't know yet. I haven't seen enough of it. Like, I don't know. Zach's big, strong. Um, Michaeli Ravalawa on one wing. Zach Lomax on Zach Lomax on the other wing might be good for them. Mm. Might be, but I'm jury's out at the moment. I, I, I'm just not sure. I've been saying all preseason I wanted to see Lomax at fullback just to get more ball. But Tyrell Sloan was good on the weekend. If if he can keep some consistency in his game, he's a very exciting player. But geez, it's a roller coaster at times. So the week before he made errors. Yeah. And that's what he's got to cut out of his game. If he can mm. cut his error cut the errors out of his game, be physical when he needs to be. His body still he still looks a bit slight, like he's mm. he gets ragged old. He does. Um so that, that does make it tough when you're bringing the ball back into the into a chase that's made up of forwards generally. Watching that game on the weekend so they're going to play a bash and barge style of the Dragons, right? That's well, they've got big physique. They've got big, big guys. Bodies. And I was watching that going, okay, they've got Sua and, and Suli on one side. 
Then on the other side, they're going to have Luciano Leilua and Jack Bird. It's a big side. It is. Uh, a lot more imposing with Luciano as well, I, I reckon. So I think that was a pretty astute signing from them, particularly 900 reported. Apparently, that's well off the mark. If they got him for around that 600 mark, I think that's a good signing for them. Well, apparently, they signed him for 2.1. So the, the Cowboys have already paid not half, but almost half of his contract. His contract is worth 900. Okay. So the so the Dragons are up for 500 this year. Yep. Because the the Cowboys have already paid almost half of it. That's a great price. Then it's 900 900. Okay. Now I, when I first looked at that I went oh, that's too much. For mm. But it's what a player means to a side. It's what the side Chad Townsend when he signed with the Cowboys for 800 I went that's outrageous. That's Me ridiculous. Too. But he added something that they didn't have. And he was worth the money. Mm. So he was worth, even though it, it, he certainly wouldn't be worth 800 if he went to another club. No. But he was worth 800 at the Cowboys. Look, Luciano, 900 still a stretch. Mm. But he just might be worth a lot of money to them to add just what you said. Yeah. It makes them dangerous on both sides of the field. Gives the halves something to work with. Big, powerful. Flano will get the best out of him. If, if there's someone to... to yeah, get him straight because obviously, yeah. couple little Luciano's things popped up. Had problems yeah. off the field. Yeah, if, and if Flano, who does seem to be the right man, hard, no nonsense, no bullshit, just straight down the line, mm. uh, he'll get the best out of him. Well, if he's if it's anything to go by, the way that Sua, uh, J- Jaden Sua and Moses Suli played on the weekend, holy well, there's smokes! The there's the example. That is an edge that you do not want to come up against. That was some scary stuff, particularly Sully. Yeah. Oof, opposition centers, look out. Yeah, he's a he can be a beast. Big, big, big man. Mm. Big man. Uh, the Colbara Beach uh, says, the same thing happened in Thailand with the legalizing of weed. Places opened up everywhere, selling gummies, lollies, joints, and anything else they can add pot to. Well, there you go. Gum- well, gummies don't... Well, they don't that's smell. Be- that's better than, yeah, smell yeah. than smoke. Mm. Yeah. Uh, morning, boys. Went uh, to San Fran in 2015. Strong smell of weed. All the homeless situation really bad. Uh, Darren, a Bunnies fan. Um, yeah, San Francisco has been in the news recently about, and there was some comparisons here in Sydney. They said, well, Sydney's on the way to what's happening in San Francisco, where you've got... With homelessness. Well, well you've almost... You, it's... it's it's it said there's people in suits that have got jobs but still can't earn enough money. They're in food lines. They're, they're lines. Really? That's in San Francisco. Yeah. So you've got middle class people or working class people uh, lining up with food vouchers mm. to get a fee. Mm. Well, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, morning, boys. A question on the Panthers Wigan game. How is it we're allowed to talk about the bunker and how shocking it was, but the coaches can't? or they get fined. If it was a call like that, uh, and I asked the question after the game, they should be able to blow up. Well, I, each to their own. Yeah. Sticky would have blown up. Um, and some don't, some do. Um, some some have been fine. Brandy, time now for our next next guest, Usman Kawaja. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Sorry, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, good, to, good to have you on, Uzi. Um, everything ready to go. Uh, 
at the Basin in Wellington uh, starting Thursday. And, and we're covering it, SEN, of course, covering all the action. But uh, uh, everyone ready to go? Uh, yeah, not yet fully. There's still two days left. So I think there will be when the time starts. But um, the wicket pretty good at the moment. So as a batsman, hopefully they'll take them off. I'm not I'm not expecting them to. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It's always nice to play small grounds, a little bit different to what we used to, but I think everyone's ready to go. Uh, saw Vision yesterday, so the PM welcomed the, the team, uh, and there was a bit of cricket going on too. With was it was it some schoolboys involved, and and you blokes having a yeah. ball and a bat against them? Yeah, it's the PM, and I think it's the sports minister there yesterday too. And the sportsman's absolutely loved. You just tell he was so excited that he was playing before the PM got there. He was playing for like ten minutes, and then. Um, yeah, PM had a hit, and the sports minister just kept batting, and he wouldn't stop batting. So <laughs> lost the balls and bowled them a beautiful inning and ripped his front toe off. It was good fun, actually. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. As a person who doesn't bowl much, I love backyard bowl. So it was nice. It was a nice day. It was, uh, it was nice. The PM actually was he's a ripper of a bloke, really. He came chatted to most people. He was a very genuine guy. So he's got a sports minister, so it's always nice to see. You've got a new opening that. partner there uh, in Steve Smith. Uh, what's the goal for you two at this test match? And do you have to room with him now that he's your opening test batsman? Uh, four many, as many runs as we can, but no, we don't room with him. We get our own rooms, thankfully, because I'm not sure if I can handle rooming with my opening partner. He's a bit of a strange cat, so better, <laughs> better just leave him on his own. But I'm really enjoying just, you know, I've played with him a lot. I've known him since he was 15, 14 years old. Uh, we've known each other for a long time, so... We're going to get, let Uzi get back to training. Time now for a break. More after the news. Back for the final hour of the program. Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Uh, Vossi's on his way. Just, I, I reckon Vossi would be just getting to the airport now. You get there about three hours before takeoff, don't you? It's 8 o'clock now. Mm. 11 o'clock leave on the, uh, the chartered up. jet straight to Vegas. Joining me uh, is James Magnuson. Missile. Uh, Missile, we just spoke to Usman Kawaja very briefly. Mm. Uh, apparently they had something on training. We were butting up against the news, but uh, there was a fair bit to talk to him about. We just didn't get a chance. A couple of texts coming in. Bye then, Uzi, says Rob. Uh, bye, Uzi. That was quick chat. LOL, <laughs> says the Western Sydney Eagle. Oh. No, I had so much, I, I'm looking forward to the cricket getting underway on Thursday, and we're covering it here on SEN. I had so many cricket questions to ask, but uh, uh, just ran out of time. Things just didn't pan out, which happens in radio. Doesn't it happens. It, it happens. It's, it's less so less so on our end. Right? I've been on the other end of it. You would too, Brandy. It's never the athlete. It's always media managers you got to go through, and you know they rush through interviews and training commitments, other interviews. We've got the news coming up. Yep. It didn't line up. Well, was that the shortest radio radio interview you've ever heard? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Do you want to ring up and have a longer interview with us? Was there anything Uzi did? else? Well, just on behalf of Uzi, like if you want to ask Uzi anything, I'll, I'll answer it. Like, I'll, yeah, just throw a question our way. Um, for Usman says Mike, did Ian Chapel motivate you by implying you're a good opener v mediocre test sides? Which Ian Chapel did say. He said Usman's a, a good good player, good opener against mediocre sides. Well, where in New Zealand are they mediocre? No, no. They're no, good? They're, 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 they're pretty good. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Um, is Trevor Chappell really the best cricketer in the Chappell family? Which was Usman's comeback to mm. Ian Chappell. Said, you sort of said, well, well how wasn't, did, wasn't Trevor the best? Was Is that what he said? Yeah. So he had a... He had a what about poor Greg? Where's he? 
Greg just got brushed. Like, well, who is mentioned. the best chapel? I wasn't. Um, I wasn't around to see them. I think. I think Greg was probably the best, the, the better batsman. Yeah. Um, but Ian was a great cricketer and a great captain. Greg was a captain too. Um, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know who had the better record. Uh, but put it this way: if you if you were if we were picking our going out in the backyard to play, yes, and uh, and you were putting your best eleven together, yes. Greg Chappell would make my team. Okay. Yep. Ian well, maybe we ask 0457736736, who's your favourite chapel? Well, Who's yeah. the best chapel? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor probably comes through. Trevor was third. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough for Trevor, but still in the Australian team. So. Uh, yep. Uh, Danny says, Brandy, love you, but there is no way uh, you are keen on more cricket when footy is about to start. Your nose is growing. Uh, I'm real boy. Uh, I'm a real boy, he says. Uh, Pinocchio. Yeah. We, you know, we've got a weekend off. Well, there's no footy this weekend. Mm. Like w- here in Australia. I know, I know Vegas kicks off, but um, I will I will be watching the cricket Thursday. Come Thursday at the Basin, I'll be watching Australia v New Zealand. wonder how and that lines up. We'll, we'll let our listeners know how they can get that on SEN, what time it's on. All the coverage, etc. Uh, did Uzi's phone die? Someone give Usman and Usman Kawaja. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't die. That was us, yeah. but had to had to cut him off. Gary from Newtown gets more airtime than Uzi. Lol says Jace. Yes, uh, <laughs> I think Craig McLaughlin's comedy career was longer than that interview. Hope he lasts uh, longer at the crease. Rob, very good. Uh, Mal's interview slash political career was about. As short as that interview. Thank you, Pearl. Um, yep, I, I agree. Uh, why do you why do you keep saying Leilura is costing Dragons nine hundred? Just because he's getting paid that doesn't mean he's on the Dragons cap at that price. That's all that matters. Well, he will it will be next year. He's not he's not getting nine hundred this year, uh, Jason. But he is next year. That that'll be on the cap. It, this guy's ranked the chapels. Mm-hmm. He's gone Ian, then Greg. <laughs> then the Sistine Chapel, <laughs> then, then Trevor at number four. Poor Trevor, actually, he jumps the Sistine Chapel. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, here, hi, boys. Warachnabil Motelia. As good as the NRL is going off the paddock, until we have an even home and away comp, the game is compromised. Steve, uh, yes, that that is that is true, um, and there is. Continually talk about, you know, who has an easy draw, uh, tough draw, which sides get the rub of the green. Mm. Um, but I, I I don't think it's an overriding problem. I don't think it's that big a problem that it takes away from the game. Do you do you think the, well, I the think draw and the, it can't be like the way it is at the moment? Do you think the draw takes away from the game? No, I, I think at the end of the year, as long as I've been around watching the game, the best team has won the comp. Mm. So Which regardless of want. the draw, yeah. things pan out in the long in the long run and the best team wins the comp. That's that's the rub of the green that you get. If you're one of the better sides, you maybe play a few lower sides, but whatever. It is what it is, yep. right? Yep, yep, yep. All right. Time now for this. Sport and the Law on Breakfast with Bossy and Brandy. For Bryden's lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Good morning, Lee. 
Uh, good morning, Greg. Good morning, James. How are you, boys? Uh, we're going good. Yeah, we're going good. Um, now, question for you. The NRL looking to buy the UK Super League, um, as reported by Matty Johns first on SEN. We'll, we'll just, let's have a listen to this. Rumour I'm hearing, boys, and I mean, it's been mooted a little bit, but it's getting stronger that the NRL is seriously looking to possibly buy the English Rugby League and move it back and move it back to, in, in England to being a winner sport. Yep. And that way, it may broadens the base, it, it adds to the depth of both competitions because players can go over and have guest stints and things like that. Like One of the things that really helped the game over there were guys like Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny, and those guys going over and having those short stints with Wigan and Leeds and Castleford and whatnot. You know, they really miss that over there. Lee, what sort of due diligence would the NRL have to do there? You know, looking through and reviewing contracts. Obviously, this is a big expertise of yourself and Brighton's lawyers. Uh, quite a bit, of course. I mean, it would be no no uh, dissimilar to any other business purchase or business acquisition. There's a lot of due diligence that would need to be done. None of this comes as a surprise, of course. Peter Vlandis has made it very, very clear that asset acquisition is his priority so as to future-proof the game. But the Super League is, is a business. So the first thing you'd look at, of course, are the financials. They would hand over the books. You look at the balance sheet and the like. You look at what assets they have. You look at what liabilities there are. And then you get into the weeds, things like what sponsorship deals there are available and what you would be committed to, what the broadcasting deal would be, what the licences for the clubs, what the arrangements are there, any liabilities there, any exposure. Uh, you look at the grounds that are available for the Super League. What are the, the leasing arrangements with local councils? Are those grounds owned or not? Uh, and then you would go through, perhaps even consider any future government intervention that could impact upon the game. For example, the ban on gambling advertising, which is being touted at the moment, and I think is a foregone conclusion within the next 12 months to 24 months. So all the things are brought into account. But at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to gut feel. You know, you get all the uh, all the facts and the figures, but uh, the commission here would have to make a decision as to whether or not they think this is an asset that would add uh, to uh, the, the commission's uh, future proofing of the game by ac- asset acquisition or whether it may be a bit risky. And uh, ultimately, they'll make that call. But uh, there's a lot to be said for investigating the, uh, the possibility further. Just as a fan of the game, Lee, like it or lump it buying the Super League? I like it, um, yeah. I'm a very keen advocate for asset acquisition. Yeah, you, you, you buy things that, that, that add to your own brand, that add to your own business, uh, that can um, uh, buy some crossover as well. I mean, the, what, what Matty was talking about, players going backwards and forwards. I, I remember those days when the, the players would finish the season here and head off to England for three or four months. And I think there was a lot to be said for that. So I know Blocker Roach is a very big advocate for that, about sending the young ones here to England mm. for a year or two. So I think there's a lot to be said for it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think there is. It's all happening, isn't it? We're, we're talking about buying buying another league. We're conference systems, bringing in an 18th team. Uh, there is plenty happening with the game. And we're just about to play our, our you know two games in, in Las Vegas, which is... Uh, remarkable. Now, NRL player obligations when reporting incidents to the integrity unit. Off the back of Luciano Leilua not tipping off his former club that he had a drink driving charge. I think it was just some random um, news reporter that was in mm. court and just heard his name. Yeah. And said, well, oh, hang on. Well, the name like Luciano, this? you can't get away with <laughs> no, much. <laughs> no, there's, there's not many of those running around. Luciano no. Leilua. But uh, player obligations, Lee. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think Big Luch got this one wrong. Um, under the Australian law, of course, we have uh, all a right to silence, which we enjoy entrenched uh, at both federal and state level. But by virtue of the NRL contract, uh, the NRL rules and the NRL code of conduct, uh, players' right to silence has been removed. Uh, there are numerous and onerous obligations on players uh, not to do anything that would adversely impact upon the integrity of the game or the player themselves or the club. Now, there is an old adage that the cover-up of the crime sometimes is worse than the crime itself, and that might apply here. You see, Luciano and all players, bound by the terms of their contract, uh, have an obligation to report any suspected breach or breach of the rules to the NRL and to the club. So uh, I think there's a slap on the wrist probably likely to result from that. But I'm not, knowing Luch as I do, I'm sure it's just a, an innocent oversight. Uh, didn't think it's a major deal. I mean, it's a very, very low reading, 0.05. Mm. Just, just crept into the low range. Mm. Yeah, very unlucky. Um, but uh, as I say, there are obligations and there are consequences. And then I'm sure the NRL will um, intervene. Across in the AFL, Lee, uh, back end of last year, Joel Smith was stood down after testing positive to cocaine. Now he's been accused of trafficking the drug. What are the repercussions here for Joel? Do they have the no-fault stand-down policy over there in the AFL? Uh, potentially very serious uh, for him. He was looking at a, um, a suspension of three months, of course, originally. Um, now that they got access to his phone and text messages and the like, and they've determined that there are grounds to make a very serious allegation of trafficking, uh, he's now looking at a four-year minimum ban. Uh, there are uh, the criminal laws, of course, to contend with. The, the, the law does recognise that people will have a certain amount of illicit drugs on themselves at times for personal use. But then when it reaches a certain level, a certain quantity, uh, there is a presumption of trafficking. And in New South Wales, for example, under the Drug Misuse and Trafficking Act, it provides for three grams of cocaine. If you have three grams of, or more of cocaine on you, then there is a presumption of trafficking. So I think that uh, you'll find the Sport Integrity uh, Australia may feel obliged to bring this matter to the attention of the authorities if it hasn't already gotten there because there are criminal consequences as well for that level of um, possession. Uh, and this story, no shock uh, as to the result or what might happen doing Northern Territory football recently released from jail facing a huge suspension after throwing a teenage umpire to the ground. I, I would say that he could be just kicked out of the sport, full stop. Yeah, life ban. Uh, absolutely agree. But I also understand, was was he on parole at the time as well? I yes, think, he, yes he was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, that, that doubles down on the level of stupidity, doesn't it? Because, I mean, parole is when an offender, of course, is released to serve the balance of their sentence uh, in the community. Now, it's it's got an altruistic purpose, of course, to... Uh, and uh, enable that person to be supervised and support their reintegration into society uh, before the end of their sentence. However, they do not tolerate breaches of the parole uh, well at all. And so you can assume now that having breached his parole, he's likely to be imprisoned again to serve the balance of the original sentence. Mm. And then they'll add some GST on top of that, of course, for the most, um, the most recent assault. Yeah, not, not, not a particularly clever play. No, no. Um, Lee, you're looking forward to the, the season getting underway and, and you'll be watching the, the games uh, broadcast from Vegas? 
No, ab- absolutely. No, very excited about it. I, I was listening to the, did, I was driving in this morning, though, Brandy. I was listening to your comments about the size of the field. Mm. And I thought that was very interesting because I don't think people realise just yet how problematic that may be. These athletes are so finely tuned to the size of the field so far as their running and kicking is concerned. Yep. Uh, I think it could be more problematic than what people think. Yeah. I, I think the kickers and, you know, James, uh, you know, we've got some great kickers, some of the best over there, mm. DCE and, um, and Adam Reynolds, um, Luke Keary. I don't think the kicking will be that much of a, an issue, but mm. the, the size of the field and just the defence and just just how much room they have, it's almost like you feel like it, it's sort of like having, you know, it's like a game of rugby union. You've got too many players on the field. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they probably should exit one, have a 12-man game. May reduce then, the spectacle. But but then it's not a, then it's not a, a true competition game if you've got one yeah. less player on the field. But uh, it could be an issue. Uh but it'll be fantastic, whatever it is. What, what you know? Oh, absolutely, if, if I, I agree. It, they'll they'll adjust to it, and um, mm. it's just going to be one great spectacle. No, no, all very exciting. And credit to um, uh, Andrew and to Peter Vlanders as well, uh, visionaries. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge success, and it may form part of the calendar permanently moving forwards. All right. Well, good luck watching the games on the weekend, Lee. We're all looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us again on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Take care, fellas. Have a great week. See you later. Sport and the Law on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. For Bryden's Lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Great to chat with Lee Hatchapentalis from Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder that Bryden's Lawyers, your verdict is back. $2,500 up for grabs. Just head to sensurvivor.com.au. All right, time to have your say right now on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 You could be in the running to be our Club Med Caller of the Year. We're sending a family of four to Bali, valued at almost $10,000. I wonder if you could swap the family of four for... Four mates. Oh, of course you could. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sure you could. So to be in the running, just give us a call on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy and have a chat. You could be the caller of the week. All of our callers of the week go into the draw for the chance to win the amazing prize of that trip to Bali. Uh, need to get away? Choose Club Med premium all inclusive holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. Plenty of texts coming in. Uh, we we did throw up the question about the chapels, um, mm. the best chapel. Um, uh, does Brandy remember the joke about Greg Chapel when he ran through that period of getting ducks? I think he got six, I'm going to say seven, seven ducks On in a row. Trot. So he was, he was under pressure. That's tough. He was under pressure. Uh, Greg rang, Greg, Greg's wife rang the Australian cricket change room to talk to Greg. Really? She was uh, told to hang on a minute. Greg's just gone at to bat. He'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Men-Eye Dragon. Men-Eye Dragon, thank you. Harsh. No, I d- that's the first I've heard that joke. Uh, Monty says, wouldn't it be cheaper and easier for the NRL to make a big pile of cash and set fire to it? That rather than buying the Super League. So the Super League's struggling, is it? Well, I've I, heard I, mixed reports because apparently they did... A new TV deal, every game broadcast live now. I'm not sure if that's been a big success or not. I, I don't know exactly. The, I don't know the mechanics around there. Did you broadcast. go and play Super League? No. No, I didn't. Um, tempted? Uh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, was tempted sort of in the early 90s. But mm. by the end of the footy season, I'd had enough. I didn't want yeah. to go because this was when seasons were played at the back end. So 
your fin- your season would finish in s- late September, mm-hmm. and theirs would start basically then. Right. Um, so then you'd go and play another season through to uh, January, March, April, April, and then come back and play for your club. So Jeez, you just, that's a long year. Well, it is a long year. Yeah. But there was plenty of players that did it. So where are they at right now in the Super League? Because it used to be, I remember clubs would play the World Club Challenge and they'd say it's unfair because the Australians haven't played a game yet. Super League a mid-season or... Super League played their second round on the weekend. So they've, they only played one round. Okay, so they're not the, that different to us they now. They would have played a couple of trials and a yep. round, yep. Uh, whereas Penrith played nothing. Mm-hmm. So they came in cold. But, um, yeah, that's it, there's not a huge difference in the seasons. They all, almost run concurrently. So Are the Panthers straight back to Australia now to get back into our time zone and prepare for round one? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. So straight back home. Uh, the Super League, I, I, I wouldn't... You know, and this one from Peaches says, "Morning, fellas." Has the Super League indicated they're looking to be bought? I, I don't know. I don't think there's been any talks. I think it's just well, been raised. The story has been raised and and commented on. I don't think there's been any behind the scenes no. chat about the NRL buying it. One of our listeners on the Mowers Club texted us in on the weekend. We're asking similar questions. He said that IMG, the management company. Bought, bought the, the Super, Super League. League only in 2022, so only recently, and they're trying to turn it around. They've apparently got a 10-year plan. The first part of that was this broadcast deal. They're looking at ranking clubs uh, for relegation and promotion based on membership, social media followings, uh, crowd numbers, all these different metrics, mm-hmm. rather than pure performance. So yeah, they've, rather, they've, they've got a yeah. long-term plan. Yeah. So rather than the, the bottom team or the bottom two teams dropping out of the Super League into the second tier mm. and those being the top teams being relegated, they're looking to do it on Different that. metrics. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see what sort of support they have. I, I would my, – my overview without, you know – Digging deep into you know the specifics of the Super League is that mm. it's shrinking, like it's right. yeah. it's it's not growing, yeah. it's shrinking, and yeah. it's it's only in the north of England. And I had a mate of mine who was who's been coaching rugby union for the last five or six years, based in England, but he was in the Midlands, and he said I'd I'd hear nothing about the Super League, and I'm I'm only a couple hundred k's, yeah. Away, so it's it's a saturated market, isn't it? When you throw in rugby and soccer over there, obviously. Well, it's running. Distant third. Yeah. yeah. A distant third. Uh, Re Uzi, just waiting on confirmation of another world record uh, with Guinness Book of Records. Miss, I'll read the Uzi interview. So we're, we're talking. Shortest ever. Guinness Book of Records sort of stuff. Areas. Not surprising. It was rapid. What do we get? Two questions in. Mm. I think he spoke mostly about the batting performance of the, the Minister, Minister for Sport. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was leading. I was leading on to another a follow-up question because Uzi, I, I, on the pitches on the news last night, yeah. Uzi was bowling and mm. these school kids were hitting for six. So I was just going to say, when, when was the last time you actually bowled in cricket? Yeah. Did you, have you ever bowled and when was the last time you bowled? And what's the background of this Minister for Sport? He sounds like a real flat track bully. Mm. Just yeah. hogged. Yeah, just, just didn't want to give up the... Uh, the strike. There was always one of those uh, in the school group. Uh, 8.30 News is up next with Vanessa. Uh, here on Breakfast, we're powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. The final half hour of the show is all yours. Get on the open line right now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 And if you missed Jason Saab, or Sab, as they call him over there, on American television yesterday, we'll relive that moment coming up. 
right here on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to ask our people what a land pride attachment uh, might be. Uh, if you're only just tuning in, make sure you catch up with what you've missed via the podcast, including Dave Riccio in America and Lee Hadjipan. Tell us from Bryden's Lawyers. What about so- Usman Khawaja? Can we catch <laughs> If you've got a spare minute 30, <laughs> <laughs> you get that full chat. That's very good, James. Just search on uh, for Breakfast with Fossey and Brandy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, now, we were just talking about uh, Usman Khawaja off air, and uh, I said Uzi's... I was just about to follow up with uh, with Uzi about the uh, his, his bowling mm. for the sports minister. Yes. Uzi, Uzi got whacked around, which made me think, when was the last time Usman, and has Usman ever bowled? I, I, I watch a lot of cricket, so and I can't remember watching Usman bowl. And sometimes, you know, if someone's been around the, the team long enough, just through sheer, if they're trying to break a partnership, someone just might, you know, yeah. you might yep. give... Well, I've been text, and I don't know whether this man, who's a, a cricket commentator, mm. was mind-reading what we were chatting about, but he said Uzi took a wicket for New South Wales when then-captain Stuart Clark gave him a bowl against South Australia 100 years ago. They talk about it every time they see each other. So if you Stewie had to guess Clark, what Uzi, <laughs> Stuart Clark, what, what do you reckon? I'm thinking oh, right-arm off-spin. Yeah, it's just. What right, do you reckon? Well, no, it'd be just right arm slow. Just right arm custard. <laughs> <laughs> slow medium. Yeah. Hey, we we're talking yeah. about Jason Saab earlier. He was on TV over there in America selling rugby league to the Americans. Uh, if you missed that, here's a bit of what he had to say on a Vegas sports show. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Super Bowl is coming gone. Now a different sport taking over Allegiant Stadium. The National Rugby League is ready to roll into Las Vegas, of course. Uh, kickoff is coming up this weekend. This is going to be so much fun. And Jason, appreciate you being Jason Sab is here. And Jason, we appreciate you being here. One of the stars of the Sea Eagles. And, Ron, I'm excited about this. The this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is going to be a fun sport out there. <laughs> when you think about what goes on here, no timeouts, no blind. I mean, it's just, it's just a brutal sport. It is, it is. Do these games, are these important games? These games count, don't they? Yep, yep, yep. So these this games. This is like bringing the NFL over to Australia and they would count. Exactly, these games are yeah. going to count here. So they're not exhibition matches. They're not friendlies. They're um, there for two points. You play for two points every game you win. It's um, action-packed. It's constant. A um, bit different to NFL with this, like you said, timeouts and all that sort of stuff. It's um, They just keep the action rolling all, all for 80 minutes um, and just play to the whistle. So it's pretty exciting, yeah. You guys yeah. tackle too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We tackle. Yeah, we hit. Yeah, yeah. A little tougher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's no pads. I mean, no, you guys no. don't have pads. Yeah. This no, is no. easy. Well, Jason, good luck. Have fun this weekend in Las Vegas. Not your first time here, but enjoy yourselves. And I, I know the fans are excited about this sport. Hey, and you got Russell Crowe to kind of promote it for you, right? Yeah, yeah. That, uh... Russell Crowe <laughs> versus Hugh Jackman. So, South versus uh, Manly. So, it'll be good. It'll be good. Mm. Uh, he wouldn't shut up, the other bloke. Like, he, he didn't give his mate a chance to get in. He's trying to say Manly. He's trying to comment on Manly and just kept talking over the top of him. Rule number one, don't talk over your guest. Mm. Poor Jason. Didn't yep. get much of a saying. Uh, yes, he did. He did. He did. Or he didn't. But I wonder, are they going to actually roll out Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe on the field? Have we? Do we know what's happening? You might have some background knowledge from Fox. That the Gladiator and the Hugh, uh, and the Wolverine in costume. Boys, I don't think the boys, I don't, Fox don't know. No. 
No, See, I, I'd like no. I'd like Russell Crowe to come out in full gladiator attire. <laughs> so having seen him recently, I'm not sure the costume would still fit. But but I don't know where he's at right now. Roll him out in full gladiator attire mm-hmm. on the back of a chariot doing laps of the stadium pregame. And then Hugh Jackman comes out dressed as Wolverine. He's with just the, with the knives. Yeah, with the with yep. the claws. He's yep. just finished filming, I believe, the most recent Wolverine with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. They've done some sort of collab. I'm not sure exactly how that works. I'm not a, mm. not a massive. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Cartoon got Marvel. Yeah, not not Marvel massively, guy. but mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to see them both come out in full attire. Not, I don't want them to fight necessarily, but just lead the teams out. Make it real Hollywood. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, uh, Hugh Jackman's been a little bit quiet, but apparently now that the boys are in Vegas, he was getting involved. I think he was meeting Manly. He was going mm. to training. But you want a game day front and centre. Pomp and pageantry. Out there. Who's the number one ticket holder for Penrith? So Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman. Um, I think our – is it – is it our surfer? Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning. Mm. There you go. Can so we... roll him out for the first game of the season as well. He's come into the sheds and done talks and all that sort of yeah, jazz, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been involved. Yeah, he loves it. Mick loves it. All right. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Plenty of you having your say on the text line. You too can have your say. 0457 736 736 is our Edgewater Homes text line number. Edgewater Homes mortgage funds up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. You're listening to the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Thanks for making the switch to Sydney's SEN 1170 AM. You can win weekly prizes and a major prize of an NRL grand final experience thanks to the brand of hot water that comes on he- steady, hot and strong. Ream, visit NRL tipping. .sen.com.au. All right, football desk, Brandy. There's football going on right now. Uh, Premier League action uh, underway. Nelly over to West Ham for Brentford 2. That's after 86 minutes. So um, uh, big winners in that one, it looks like, being West Ham. Good news, too, for Everton fans. Now, Everton, who were docked 10 points yes. for breaching uh, rules on what money they could spend, mm-hmm. uh, that has, on appeal, been reduced to six points. So all of a sudden... Um, they are out of trouble. Not out of trouble completely, but they've gone from 17th to 15th position. So they've been sitting in relegation or Ooh, right that's on the a relief, edge. yeah. But, but the news that they are facing more breaches. So they were charged Uh-oh. again in January for their 2022-2023 books. Uh, and so they could be facing uh, more point more. Um, suspension. So they could be relegated after all. Again, yes. Brutal. Uh, Nottingham Forest are facing the same thing uh, off the back of uh, that fresh alleged breaches. But uh, at the moment, they've had the six points taken off them, not the ten, and they they are sitting out of the relegation zone. So top of the table in EPL, we've got Liverpool still on top, only one point clear of Man City at the moment. It's heating up. None of those top teams with any games in hand. No, that's right. The only the only uh, team to make up a game is Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, so Tottenham sitting uh, fifth position, five points out of the top four. So even with a win with their makeup game, they'd be still two points shy of Aston Villa, who are sitting fourth. But the the top three, the race to win the Premier League this year, 
very exciting with Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal only split by two points. You got a team? Uh, not really. Tottenham no. bus with Ange? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, mm. yeah. I haven't never been a Tottenham fan. So, no. But, you know, I guess with Ange. Um, Get behind help. our boy. Yeah, yeah. Stick, stick with the Aussie. Uh, plenty of texts that we haven't been able to get to this morning, James. But um, uh, what's happened to Connor Tracy at the dog? Surely he's an option at fullback. Yeah, injury. Yeah, injury. So yeah. He, remember, well, he, he came injured. across from the Sharks with injured. an injury. That's yeah, right. Jacob Kiraz still to come back into that squad. Would you would you swap a Kiraz for a Blake Wilson? Blake Wilson Blake was one of the standouts, wasn't yeah. he? He is. He's going good. Mm. He's going good. But pro- no, Jacob Kiraz back um, in. Oh uh, yeah, he was. He was. Very good to start the year last year, wasn't he? Pre-injury, I think he was averaging over 200 metres a One game. One of the best wingers in the comp. Yeah. But so, you you know, he comes back in. Even though Blake Wilson has been good, um, I think Jacob Kraz comes back in. Um, Great depth then. What you do with the rest of the side. I, Who's your halfback? Well, I, From one halfback to I th- other I th- halfbacks. I, I think my halfback is Sexton. Hmm. Be surprised that sex, he barely got any game time in that last which, trial, which, which, which ma- indicates that well, they're going Hutchison. Well, there, there was a chat pre-game with Cameron Serraldo, and Cameron Serraldo was asked a question: Out of the ten players, who's impressed you through the the ten new players? Yep. He went straight to Drew Hutchison. Yep. So you may as well have just rubber stamped, confirmed, Drew will be the number seven. Yep. I just hope it isn't a year that the dogs find themselves, you know. Chopping and changing and trying to mm. find their best sev- like their best combinations. Yeah, you, they they you'd want to think that they were pretty confident they've got it right. Mm. But I, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case because Toby Sexton to me has more game than Drew Hutchison, um, and I think another year, another off season, he's a little bit more experienced. Mm. I like the way he started with the Dogs last year. Me too. The first game was great. Me South too. Sydney, and it did drop away, but I think there's. M- there's more football in Toby Sexton. Hutchison feels like the safer option. Can I just ask you about two ex-Bulldogs? So firstly, Jamin Salmon at lock. Haven't seen a lot of him at lock. Mm. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, Jamin Salmon's a good player. Mm. Um, personally, I, I think I'd, I'd go Kurt Mann at mm-hmm. lock. Um, I'd start with Kurt Mann. And just really quickly, Matt Burton, 5'8 for centre. He's a better centre, but he might be better at 5'8 for the Dogs. All right, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line. Boston Panther joins us. Morning, Boston Panther. Ah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Your time. Wow. Now you live in Boston. Uh, you've been there five years. Are you going to head across to Vegas right. for the opening round? Yeah, I'll be uh, flying down there on Friday. What's the travel time, Boston to Vegas? Oh, five hours. Five hours, okay. So it's like a Sydney to Perth. Um, Boston Panther, what are you doing in Boston? Yep. What 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 dragged you across to that part of the world? I uh, just just work, Brandy. Okay. And you're a Panthers yeah. fan, I assume. Um, but uh, yep, grew up in the Blue Mountains. Uh, it's a bit of an honour to be speaking to Brandy, actually. Mm. Um. So, uh, what sort of work, Boston Panther? Oh, you know, bit of this, bit of that, just. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's been a good change, and uh, we love it over here. So uh, it's great to have uh, Rugby League finally following me over. Sounds like he could be CIA or FBI, Brandy. Can't talk about his work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, very secretive. Uh, f- um, now, what we, we spoke about what would be success. You know, we spoke about the crowd. Well, if the crowd gets to yeah. 40,000, that'll look good enough, I think. Um, but 
it's I think it's all about what happens on Fox Sports One and how many eyeballs we get viewing the game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's great that it's going to be on FS One. Um, that is, it's it's a cable channel, so not everyone has it, but uh, but um, it, it it'll reach a decent audience. I don't think it's going to be that that a huge number. I mm. think you you're looking at probably a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand would be. Um, would be a good a good a pass uh, result. Yep. Uh, yeah, EPL games get about half a million, and they're they're on at a decent time here. And, and Americans know what EPL is; they got no idea what NRL is. So, you know, you've yeah. got to you've got to set your expectations pretty low, I think. Okay, um, but it is year one too, so you know. Yeah, and- I, the NRL has just got to stick with this. I think. Um, I think. I think if that is the ratings. They might get a bit of criticism from um, some of the Aussie media, but I think if they stick it out, it'll it'll only help. Um, you know, rugby league's a very small game over here, but uh, this is a, a massive thing this weekend, so um, they've just got to stick with it. Uh, Boston Panther, do you think the uh, the fact that it's that they keep calling it the Americans call it rugby? Would that to me that confuses yeah, look, the it, issue? Um, I I thought I talked to people about. Uh, rugby league all the time, and I've just got to call it rugby because uh, yeah. it just doesn't. Rugby league doesn't make sense to them because league is a competition; it's not a sport. Yeah, that's know? right. They like should have national football league. Well, that's what they should. They should have. So, it should be just ban, uh, bannered the NRL, NRL, NRL yeah. like the the Correct. NFL. Um, You've just got to. That's right. Just call it NRL. Don't yeah. call it rugby league. Exactly. Exactly. Because uh, that doesn't that term doesn't make sense here. So. No. Yeah, NRL, and that's and all the promo that has been here, which hasn't been that much to be honest. I only saw the ad on TV for the first time yesterday, mm. but um, the promo has to be NRL. That's right. What was the ad like? You, oh, you've seen it. You, just you know that thirty-second ad. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boston Panther, great to talk. Uh, time's, one, time's going to beat us. The, the, the ad that's on YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah, the not not the Russell Crowe one. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, oh, no, the thirty second one, not the, not the explaining video. No, oh, that's yeah, too no. long. Okay. All right, thanks yeah. for calling us, Boston Panther. Hey, enjoy your trip to Vegas. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend, no doubt. Yeah, go the Panthers. Good on you, Boston. All right, a reminder, the Sydney Kings take on the New Zealand Breakers tomorrow at Kudos Bank Arena in the NBL play-in qualifier. Get your tickets from Ticketek. And Sydney Kings owner Paul, Paul Smith will join us. He'll be here on the show tomorrow morning ahead of their big game. Welcome back to SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. A cloudy day heading for 26 in the city and in the west. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. Shireel makes a good point, and it's got me curious too. He said, can you push the Boston Panther next time he calls? A uh, bit of this, bit of that. Um, I'm interested now. Uh, well, I, I was thinking illegal immediately. Like, yes. What is Boston Panther doing in Boston? I thought spy. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Intelligence. Uh, I've been watching some of the American coverage around the NRL and noticed they keep calling game rugby, not rugby league. Yep. Forget rugby and rugby league. They should have mm. just gone, it's NRL. They're Made used to that. Easy. They have NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. Uh that's pretty much it for us today, Brandy. We're going to be back. We're together all week this week. Oh, uh, we are. Well, Vossi gallivants over there. Too. I'm doing five days, which is big uh, lift. It's going to be tough. Big wow, lift. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's on for today? Um, 
I don't know. I haven't even thought about what's on today. James, not much. That's good. Yeah. That's good because we'll be fresh for tomorrow morning when we're back. I'll be I'll be I'll be rock solid. Tomorrow. I'll tell you who is fresh. I'm looking at him now. Charles Goodsir. He's up next with Matt White, uh, Jimmy Smith from Midday, and Joel and Fletch for the run home from 3pm. Massive day here on SCN 1170 AM. Brandy, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Miss. Bye, everyone. Brandy here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio into 1170 AM in Sydney.